everyone and welcome to Pure Dead Gaming Afterlife, our supplementary podcast. I'm Pure Dead Craig and I'm joined as ever by Donnie and this month we have our special guest, the much slimmer and better looking Jeff Grubb, it's Alex from the X-Players podcast. In this episode, the three of us will be bringing you our top five moments from the world of gaming in August. First though, how are we gents? Very Very well. Very well as well. Good, you enjoying Mm. the, the hot but not sunny weather? No, it, it's it's too clammy. It's nah. It needs to just fuck off now. I still can't believe summer's not in the bin, Craig. Neither can I. It's a <laughs> fucking disgrace. <laughs> I'm, I'm not stopping until it's there. It's a fucking war. I mean, the, the fact that we're basically out of summer now, you kind of need to just let it go. No, just they let will it go. never let it go. I'm never letting it go. I tell you something. See if it comes to it. I'm going to ask for it as a wedding present to be put in the bin. <laughs> if we if we get that far, but I hope it doesn't come to that. What the wedding or summer? Summer going to the bin before. Then. Good save. Good I'm alright with the wedding at the moment. Give it a few <laughs> months. <laughs> if Jess was here, that's the thing. So like, it's not even been that sunny, right? But I think you guys know we're talking about in the Discord, but. Back on Monday, Jess wasn't feeling well. She had a temperature and just generally feeling like shit. So she thought she had COVID. Some running about the place trying to get COVID tests, which was negative. But the, those things only work half the time. So you're yeah, thinking, shit, right, yeah. You're right. So you're thinking, does she not have it or is the test shit? Then the next day, I've got a temperature, but I'm always too warm anyway. And I'm like, is it this heat? Is it is it COVID? And it's obviously just been the heat, but you just don't know. Because mm-hmm. you're looking up at the sky and for the most part, you're going, that's just doesn't really seem very sunny but it is so clammy like you say yeah yeah another valid reason for it going in the bin exactly we need to start a movement here i might start a go- uh, petition what was that petition i started before the ryan one? Oh yeah him we'll and chris to, uh, yeah I was, yeah i was i was thinking it was gofundme but it wasn't it was change.org change.org yeah the, the email me all the time now want me oh, to sign up <laughs> want me to sign other people's petitions and i'm like no nobody signed mine could you could you imagine people's reaction though if they saw get Scottish summer in the bin? Oh yeah, he's he's on his own here. To be honest, I mean, you are the worst Scotsman ever. You know, I just and, I'm including John Barrowman in that, by the way. That's rough. That's rough. <laughs> Leave her John alone. I do like John. To be fair, I would say that I'm a consistent Scotsman because what you usually get in this country is you get people moaning when it's too hot, but then seeing December they're kicking off because it's too cold. Whereas seeing December, I'm making snow angels out in the fucking street. I'm loving yeah. it. Well, well, speaking of, I mean, did you see that earlier on? If, if like, obviously speaking about winter there and you're heating and stuff, if they don't sort this out by Christmas time, it's going to cost you £3.50 an hour to have your heating on. Yeah, it's quite grim. Uh, yeah. It's quite grim. Jess, it's obviously not aired yet, the podcast, but Jess had a whole had a whole thing about it like yesterday when we were recording about how much everything was going to cost. She had yeah. a massive, a big breakdown. Yeah. Uh, if anyone hasn't listened to that, they can do so now and find out how wrong and how much I managed to call it out on it. <laughs> <laughs> Just depressing. It's bad. Uh, it's yeah. pretty bad. But what's not bad is gaming. It's been pretty good. It's been pretty fucking good. Pretty good. So what we're going to do it? is we're going to run through our top five sort of talking points from the month of August from five to one. And as always, we will start with our guest. So that's you, Alex. So what is your number five? I'm going to stick on brand with my number five for August. <laughs> um, so my number five is The Tremendous Trolling by 
the PC Game Pass Twitter account when Death Stranding was being announced for Game Pass. Because right. I thought they did a wonderful job in getting everyone wound up uh, <laughs> and getting all the all the ponies on the fence. No way can that be coming to Game Pass. Sony this, Sony that. Look at this. <laughs> That's never happening. And then, okay, but what, was that the Monday? And then by the Friday it was announced. Like, it was announced, Well yeah. done. Well done. <laughs> I mean, I say I say that's the moment. Actually, I think my moment for number five is Game Pass in general for August. I think it's been a pretty cracking month all round. Whether it be the additions, whether it be specifically that, you had bonus games all over the shop. We've got the friends and family plan being announced and tested. We've got more dates for stuff coming in the future, more confirmed titles coming in the future, and I think it's just been a pretty good Game Pass month. It's been excellent for Game yeah. Pass. Yeah, I agree totally. Yeah, I mean the, the Death Stranding thing. Like for me, like that's amazing because like if you've if you've never played Death Stranding, Alex, I know you've not. It's just it's such a game, and like I can't like I can't wait the time we do a games revisited on it maybe next year because I just I cannot wait to play that game again. If you've not played it yet, you know if you're on PC Game Pass, whatever, you need to fucking play this game. It's unreal. And what I find the most funny about this was because Sony owns Death Stranding IP. So Sony has to agree for this to go on Game Pass, surely. So that in itself, I think, is quite interesting that they've allowed this. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's whether, I suppose, it, because they didn't publish it on PC, I suppose that's where whatever agreement's in place may be what allowed it. So yeah, but I mean, it was 505 Games that published that on PC. They may have had the rights written in. They had the option to do that. So it's... Yeah, knows? but given the fact when Sony sign up deals they sign up to games saying you cannot put this on game pass surely if they were that concerned they'd have put that in that's why i think they've done that it's been it's happened with sony's blessing but, uh, that's my, my concern there is it was potentially way before that was as much of a concern to them as it ah, is of now. course it's, yeah of course you think of the timing of when death stranding was made what how many years ago now probably those deals were put in place probably yeah. the best part of seven eight years before the game was getting made um, so probably wasn't a con- as much of a consideration to them then as it clearly is now. <laughs> it would be now, fuck yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you think that while Xbox were sort of trolling in the lead up to that announcement that Sony were sitting thinking, I fucking wish we had taken that Starfield date now. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Ryan's fucking, he goes, I was the bigger man and you fucked me, Big Phil. For no. fuck's sake. We can't even walk it back now. We made such a big deal about Odin's day. We can't fucking walk that back. <laughs> Well, a little bit of bitterness there. <laughs> so, no, Alex, yeah, overall, I, I totally agree. Another good month for Game Pass. And to be fair, I feel like we're saying that a lot just now, um, particularly knowing what's coming next year, which I think I'm most excited about. Uh, so hearing more and more stuff about the future, I'll take that every month and just build that excitement up, you know, just get this year out of the way. Yeah. Yeah, even I mean, even this year as well, to be fair, because I mean things like Pentiment now having a date, and I think that looks excellent. Um, that's that game's totally. That's I've turned around on that game totally. I was not interested in the summer when we saw it. Now I'm I'm bang on. I've actually already pre-downloaded it already. Yeah, yeah, it does look good. I'm I'm on it as well. Yeah. Hopefully, it, it does stick with date. But yeah, I think like you say, like August was it was a cracking month for Game Pass. Like off the top of my head just now, I'm thinking of at least three games that have a Metacritic of over 80 that joined the service just this month. Like, yeah. So, aye, it's, it's definitely done well. Um, yeah, we're interested to see what, continue. We, aye, what we get for the rest of the year. Hmm. 
Okay, Donnie, what were your number five? Um, my number five is the complete overreaction to Sony's $30 price increase to the consoles that came out last week. Um, so do you reside in America? <laughs> As you know, everything in the world is done in dollars, thank you very much. Don't fucking pull me up on that one, okay? <laughs> but it's not went up in place in America, so it's £30. Well, all right, I'll buy it's £30 and €50. Euro. I'll say €50 Euros if you want. £30. Got £30 in the UK. Okay. Um, and I, listen, I know a lot of the comments are people just fucking trolling on Twitter and things like that. But I'm just like, really? And for me, it, it's it's putting that it's putting that stigma on gamers that don't leave the fucking house. Because clearly, if you've got that big an issue with it, you don't leave the fucking house. You leave your house today, you go to Asda, your shopping's gone up 10%. Your fuel to get you there has gone up in money. The heating in your house, your lecky's gone up, your Netflix has gone up, Disney Plus has gone up, Amazon Prime went up this year. Everything is fucking going up in price. And I just think to get so bent out of shape over this is just lunacy. People need to fucking wake up a little bit. Like, yeah, that's why when the Meta Quest went up, I said nothing. Because I knew this is gonna this is gonna be a, a trend now, given the fucking the way inflation's gone, the world, the way imports has gone. Granted, Meta Quest up a hundred dollars high enough, but <laughs> not quite as bad as that. Yeah, I mean, this is also my number five. Like, and I do agree. Ah. I think it's been it's been blown out of proportion. Like, Sony. I mean, Sony are the first in the console space to do it, and yeah. quite possibly could be the only ones to do it. So, I think that's where the hate is coming in. But like you say, everything's gone up in price. Like, and I said this on this week's podcast, but I know someone that works in shipping, and they're talking about from that area of the world, it's now costing four times more to yeah. ship stuff yeah. over here. Yeah, like at a certain point that has to have a knock-on effect. And Sony are a massive company, but yeah. they also can't afford to start losing money on consoles, especially when they're the market leader and they're selling so many of them. Yeah, Like, you look at it and you go, oh, well, you're only losing, what, maybe 10, 15 pound a console, right? But if you sell 20 million of them, that's a fucking lot of money. Yeah, that's well, a lot of money. Yeah, someone pointed out that if, if they took the 30 pound hit, or 30, yeah, 30 pound hit, over the 18 million units that they want to sell this year, it basically wipes out their profit hmm. straight away. You know, so this, at the end of the day, like, this is real money. And listen, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I'm sitting here going, everything's got a price. This is shit. Of course it's shit. Nobody wants a price increase. But don't blame Sony. Blame capitalism. Be a fucking socialist like me if you care that much. But this is just the way of the world, and it does suck. But the reaction to Sony is really, it's just over the top. Fucking hell, you know? That's but- not. <laughs> don't get me wrong. It, I mean, Sony tax is alive and kicking. You know, like they don't. Sony don't do themselves any favors. Shit yeah. like ten pound for you know um, Death Stranding upgrades and Ghost of Tsushima upgrades do not help. You know, um, but this I just feel like really. I, I think what takes us a little bit harder to swallow is the fact consoles historically have always been lost leaders it's not yes. many consoles over time that have been profitable correct sony did come out last year and say the ps5 became profitable and yes. obviously now that's kind of turned them back around to say well if it wasn't profitable to begin with we were willing to take the hat then it was profitable but now it's maybe not profitable again we're going to put the price back up because we don't want to take the hat again you're a bit like yeah. mm. but it, it, i think what it comes down to and i, I had this conversation with someone the other day Sony is too big, no, sorry, PlayStation is too much, too influential in the overall results and position of Sony compared to correct Microsoft and Nintendo to an extent because yeah. Nintendo sell a lot of software and yeah. they're so far into the life cycle of Switch. 
Xbox is nothing. It's a toy to Microsoft. Yeah, correct, it, yeah. It's absolutely nothing to them. Yeah. Um, but whereas PlayStation is what keeps Sony afloat. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. if, it, if there was no PlayStation, there'd be no Sony. Yeah. I mean, um, Xbox are loving this. Phil Spencer is loving this right now. That's why they've come out and said, we're not putting our fucking Xbox up because right enough, because they don't care. Because Microsoft are fucking funding it anyway. They don't care. And they must be loving this right now. Yeah. It would be absolute suicide for Xbox to put their prices up because they're trying. They're in a position where they're trying to catch up. Correct. And so, if you're in a, if you're a in a position that you're trying to catch up, and b in a position where you don't need to make the money, then I mean, there's there's just no there's no move to make there. Yeah, and then, no. like like you said, Alex, as far as Nintendo go, like I mean, usually they're the first people that try to fleece customers left, right, and center. But I mean, the Switch has been out for over five years now, yeah. and it, and it was profitable from day one so they're making a good hefty amount of money off oh, that yeah. i mean but, it's old yeah. tech now yeah. so even if they are taking a bit of a loss they would they would still struggle to justify putting the price up on Completely. a five-year-old console yeah i don't believe for a second if the switch came out last year or two years ago it wouldn't go up in price no definitely not i think it would 100 percent. but uh, yeah 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 so that's that, that for me is all it is sony does a lot of things wrong sony tax is fuck it it does hurt um, PR, it's a nightmare at the moment in a lot of this year, but this is one thing. Just let this one go, for fuck's sake. I, I think, <laughs> just one other point on that, though. It was for that to come out and not saying, oh, we're, we're making this and we're increasing the price here and then the next day. It's like, this new SKU has been noticed in Australia for these two new two new PlayStation models of console, which are what, 200 grams lighter per console. So, mm-hmm. like, what parts have they then cut out to say, well, that will be... That would be cheaper to make that if there's a bit less of this in it. Lighter doesn't I mean, mean cheaper, Alex. If they've well, if it's like the last time and they've just made something smaller and taken it out, then it probably does. Yeah. In this case, so. mm. <laughs> it would have been interesting to see. Like we're talking about Sony tax there, and like I totally agree. But like, see if over the last year they hadn't been nickel and diamond folk on ten dollar mm-hmm. upgrades and. Uh, Seventy pound on the Last of Us. Do you know what I mean? If it had been, a, if there hadn't <laughs> oh, been, oh, there it is. <laughs> but no, I, look, I've I've got apps. I've I've said many a time. I've got no problem with seventy pound for the Last of Us. It's what my favorite game ever. The price isn't the problem, but it's the per, the perception is that that's the problem. Like the few synopsis of the reviews I read today, every single one of them said their main gripe was the price. Yeah. yeah. So see if Sony didn't hadn't done those things over the last year i think they would have got more benefit the doubt on this increase but i think with a lot of gamers it's maybe like it's just the the domino that's made it fall do you know what i mean yeah um so i think that's maybe part of the problem is that it's not it's seen as a continuation of sony doing this rather than oh where's this came from yeah yeah because i think the media is moving so far that way as well because it's funny to laugh at when you see things like um, Jim Ryan's quickly becoming the Don Matrick of Sony. Oh my uh, god! We're getting back to the arrogant days of Sony, where when they announced the the five nine nine PS three, and it's like just work more hours. Fucking um, hell! Honestly, all yeah. these things are coming back to haunt. Um, and as as you say, Craig, if maybe they had been a little bit more consumer friendly with some of these decisions they've made. From the launch of the PS5, then there may have been a little bit more goodwill for this to have been swallowed a bit. Yeah, easier. I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, at the end of the day, like Jim Ryan, we all know Jim Ryan's a businessman. He's a very, very good businessman, but he's not a gamer. He's not a designer, and he's running this company as a businessman. It's, at the end of the day, he's got he he'll have fucking budgets like anyone else does, and he'll have big bonuses based on profits like anyone else does, and that's that's the fucking world that we're in. And, and unfortunately, 
we're the ones that pay the flat because we've got this hobby and we're the ones that will pay it and we're the ones that suck it up and pay the $10 upgrade fees and things like that. Yeah, it's an it's frustrating. Um, and it's not been a good PR year at all and certainly not this summer. Um, but things are quickly forgotten. Um, and once you can actually get hold of a PlayStation 5, I don't think many people who still want one will care that much. I think the people who are moaning most are people that don't even want one or are on the Xbox side. Yeah. What I'll say to close it out is that just out of curiosity, I was talking to a guy at work who isn't a gamer, and I was saying, I there's this thing, so the uh, PlayStation console's gone up in price. And he was like, all right, aye, fair enough. He says, how much? I said, £30. And his response was, oh, is that all? That's pretty decent. That's pretty decent. Said the same thing to my missus when I was getting wound up the other night reading Twitter. I told her the story and she went, is that it? She's like, she's like, because she works in a garage. She goes, our labour rate's up to £120 an hour. Because that's how, plus VAT. That's how, that's, that's what the costs are doing. So she goes, is that it? And a 500 yeah. or 450 pound machine. So yeah, say it's the same thing. Yeah. Right. So moving on to number four, what's your number four, Alex? My number four was Gamescom in general. Maybe uh, kind of a little bit of opening night live and a little bit of just general Gamescom because I thought, I think you probably fell a little bit on this side, Craig, as well. It was better than I expected it to be. Yeah, I've, I've um, put it down as my number four as well for the for yeah. the same reasons as yourself, yeah. So tell us more about it, what you thought was good and bad and, and different. From, from the bad perspective, I thought it was total cringe. It was like you were watching, <laughs> you were watching yeah. Jeff Gilly and you're like, Jeff oh my God. Jeff Shoes! <laughs> What what's what's going on here? Are you like, he's trying to get anything out of the crowd, and there was no life in the crowd. Oh, it was like, awful! Oh, does anybody like Sonic? Mm. No, I know. It was just like a complete sea of death. It's like nothing coming back, and you're just yeah. like you kind of felt for him a wee bit, and I'm like, I don't like you. This is quite funny. I felt <laughs> for him until I saw his trainers. Now there, oh, that's you. it. Ah, what the fuck, yeah, Jeff, you're nearly fifty, man. For fuck's sake, you know. No, because I think you'd put a tweet out beforehand. Craig's like, what are you looking forward to opening like live? I'm like, let's see what Jeff's wearing. Like, <laughs> What's the jacket and trainer combo going to be this time? Yeah, it was, uh, it was punk that said that, wasn't it? What jacket and, and shooting up out he comes, yeah. <laughs> and then also, I mean, they're, they're sponsored by Red Bull. Maybe hand a few of them out to the fucking folk in the audience and get a bit of <laughs> get them going. Oh uh, fuck, I know, I know. Don't try comedy with Germans, though. That's that's the lesson here. Yeah, I think because you were coming out of some of the announcements and some of the trailers, and there was clearly canned laughter at the um, and applause at the end of it. And you're mm-hmm. like, and then it just got back to the studio and it just like died like that. You're like, oh fuck! You're like it was so abrupt. There's something to be said for the uh, Bethesda Woo guy, isn't there? So um, maybe fucking get him, fly him to Gamescom next time, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so, so there was that, and then you had that whole whole bizarre Kojima bit. I was like, oh, I'm having a podcast. And you're like, right. And then I'm you had the Pokemon car. Hang on, hang on. Like, can, 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 we, right? can we just go back a bit? Are you, are you putting the podcast in your negatives? Yes. Do you want me to cut you off right now? Well, the reason I'm putting him in a negative because there was a right, Kojima, go and have a podcast. It was just weird. I'm not saying it was a negative, it was weird. And then it was, it was like, but was Jeff's going to be on it regularly. I'm like, right, so I'm not listening to that. Well, that that's, um, that's, that's, only bit, that's only bit I was like, uh, I'm like, how much money do you want from me? Oh, he's on it. Mm. It, was just, it was just weird. It's it, it like, can I be like, why was it in there? And then it's been one of those months again because then you had um, oh, the Smash. Smash Brothers guy whose name's completely eluding me right now coming out oh I'm doing a YouTube video on how to YouTube podcast and how to create games and all this and everyone's like we're going to stop making games and just talk about them and tell you how to do them which is fine <laughs> but it's a bit like everyone's just kind of doing a bit of a pivot 
and mm. it's just been a funny month in that way too. My but, problem with the Kojima thing was, it's I, I said I mean I've said this already, but it was a show where they were announcing games. Mm-hmm. So when you see Kojima, you think, "Oh, great, we're going to see what his new game is," and so you get hyped, and then he goes. I'm making a podcast, and you go, that's a fucking tweet announcement, right? As soon as I saw your face, I thought we were getting to see your game because yeah. this is a gaming event. No. Kojima-san comes out, right? You listen, okay, no. first of all. I mean, that's right, at least it was relevant. And not announced his game, at least it was relevant, though. At least it was better than that f- the fucking rock coming out advertising oh. this shit film. At least, it's re- at least it's a gaming podcast and a gaming environment. I didn't mind it at all. Better than the, at, least a, at, least didn't see, at least we didn't see the rock and his shit fucking energy drink. I was gutted. <laughs> He's gutted. <laughs> He's sweating. Any show without the rock is immediately He's sweating. <laughs> but the thing is, right... Moving away from the legend, right? There was nothing more cringy than the fucking Pokemon Karma, right? No, that was awful. I mean, at least it was a concept, so hopefully that's never going to see the light of day. But you're like, what the fuck? Imagine yeah. driving about like that. That's a predator's car. All over the place. That's a predator's car right there. Jess that's fucking says she wants one. Jess, a predator then. Can you imagine, right? Can you imagine she comes back and she's like, oh, look, I managed to score one of these parts in the drive. I'd be getting carted off by the police by six o'clock. Fucking right you would, man. <laughs> I wonder if you can email Nintendo and get a code for it. Aye. Just get a freebie. Can I get a car? Yeah, no, <laughs> the car was bad. The car was really yeah. bad. It was, but it was just like, we've got a concept car. And we're like, is, what, is this going to be like Forza or something? <laughs> oh, it's Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. That, by the way, the only way that car sees the light of day is in Forza. That's it. As a DLC. Yeah. That'd be funny. <laughs> come out in Japan, guaranteed. Yeah. What did you, uh, what did you like about Gamescom, Alex? I, I think there was just generally a lot of games. I think that was the biggest positive you could have said about opening night live. I think they did get through a lot of games. It was a lot mm-hmm. more than expected. You get some good release date announcements, whether that be Monkey Island, Sonic Frontiers. Cool. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe people aren't going to be excited about Sonic Frontiers. It's going to have a market. It's good to know it's got a date, <laughs> but um, see, see what it does with that date as we zoom towards yeah. it. Um, I think seeing a lot of Liza P, I thought that looked really good. Getting that yeah. announced for Game Pass as well was nice to see. Mm. Um, the, I thought even Dead Island 2 is good to get confirmation that it was coming. I know that it leaked and stuff, and I thought, apart from it not being on an island, I thought it seemed actually <laughs> all right. Right. Um, I, 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 I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad, because I don't, didn't see anyone else saying this, and I felt as though I was alone. Thank God someone else has said, I thought I was going fucking mad, going, hang on here, LA's not an island. Yeah, it's really, really bizarre. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. thank God someone else said it. See, see like you said, Alex, so I thought Dead Island looked really good. So I was putting the kids to bed and I missed that trailer, so I had to go back and watch it. And um, Jess been like, ah, they showed uh, Dead Island. And I was like, oh. And I thought, oh, will I go back and watch it? Because I wasn't that interested in it. I thought, no, fuck it, I, I need to go back and see it. So I watched the CGI trailer and I was like, you know what? That's a really fun CGI trailer. Yeah, was- but the gameplay's probably going to be shite. <laughs> then they showed the gameplay and the gameplay looked decent. It actually mm. looked like a fun game. Yeah, no, it does. I think it looked a lot better than I expected to be. It seems like one of those ones because it's been in development hell and started and stopped. Oh, and it's it's three like different. It's never going yeah. to be any good. Um, but it looks all right. Yeah, you've still got that thing in the back of your head that says it's being made by the folk that made Homefront: The Revolution, which is concerning because that game was utter 
shite. <laughs> but they also made that game Chorus last year, and it was meant to be quite decent. So I'm yeah, a lot of people have liked that. So at least their last game was decent because Homefront, I mean, it was proper 3 out of 10 stuff. Really wow. bad. So I'm not saying they're not capable, but you've got that bit in the back of your head that said they they, they made that, which is a concern. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, get, I think for me, the, the concern with Monkey Island Monk, Monk, with Dead Island 2 is the fact that, like Alex said, it's been development hell, three different companies, it's been ripped up and started again. And it's bringing out a zombie game at a time when the zombie genre is done. Even the Walking Dead are trying to get the fuck away from it. You know, I just yeah. feel as though the timing, it, it's for me, it's three years too late. That's my concern for it. But we'll see. If the game's fun, that's what matters most. And it looks fun. So it does look fun. It is. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. I, th- I think it looks good. I mean, the February release date is a bit of a strange one. Like, they've literally just, it's as if they've looked at. Uh, Dying Light 2 and just went, let's just do that. But, mm. I mean, they surely regret releasing that then. And should have, ho- should have held it a bit longer. Like, even if you could have got it out in January or, I don't know, I just feel like February, it's right after the, um, the Dead Space remake. It's right before Hogwarts Legacy. Like, mm-hmm. if the economic climate is still the same, people are going to be very... So unless this gets picked up by PlayStation Plus or Game Pass, you kinda of fear for it, I think. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think you're completely spot on. Um yeah, if, if things don't change dramatically, I think next year's sales are gonna be tight for sure. Mm. We're already starting to see that this year. Granted, okay, you you're comparing like for like twenty one and twenty two, so you're comparing during lockdown when everyone was buying fucking games they wouldn't have normally played and people were playing more, so you're buying more, but yeah, you're absolutely spot on, Craig. We're starting to um we're starting to hit a busy spell again. Yeah. What what see someone we're talking about uh, Monk Island, like obviously it looked great. Um what is your thoughts, Alex? Like you're quite into achievements, trophies as well. Like, are you going to pick this up on the Switch, or are you going to wait for the Xbox or PlayStation release? I fucking hate my Switch, so <laughs> no. <laughs> I, 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 I'll probably most definitely wait to be able to get some achievements or trophies on that one. Yeah, I, I can't see me. The only way I can potentially see me picking it up is for traveling down EGX. So right. it's something I could potentially play in the train. So I might because it's mm-hmm. in week four. So that's the only the only way I could see me potentially picking it up. But no, um I wouldn't at this stage I don't tend to choose anything on the switch unless I have no choice. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably gonna wait as well for the same reason. Like I see when they announced like obviously it was supposed to be like a cool announcement for Nintendo and stuff like that. They were like, We've got exclusivity at launch and I was like, Oh fuck. Going to do an achievement system, Nintendo. Oh, oh, yeah. the fuck up, I know. Yeah. yeah. One of the exciting things for me was the return of Leslie Benzies, who's obviously been out of Rockstar for, I want to say, three, four years, maybe. Um, obviously, he's got his new studio, uh, and I've got that game coming out called Everywhere, which, obviously, Craig, I remember you being a bit critical of because they didn't tell us anything about it, and there's validity in that. But do you know what? Leslie Benzies is on board. The guy produced every GTA from GTA 3 up until 5, this guy gets it, he knows it. It's not because he's Scottish, I'm not being biased, I promise. Um, <laughs> I am a little bit, I am a little bit. But it's good to see him back, and if he's involved with this, 
I'm involved with this. It's just very much, though, what is it? Yeah. And you're still sitting asking the same thing. Yeah, the concern for me was someone uh, put up on Twitter, they noticed that they had tried to advertise for a a programmer, say, that was experienced in blockchain, right? Mm. And so they got asked, hang on, is this an NFT game? They're going, no, 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 it's not an NFT game. Promise. Well, why the fuck are you hiring somebody who's got experience in the blockchain if you're not doing an NFT game? So that's a bit of a concern for me. Um, We'll have to see, obviously, what transpires on that over the next, you know, two years or whatever, but concerned about that but do you know what let's be positive what, hey, what they showed looked cool like I, I wasn't totally hating on it it was just the fact that so they sort of skirted about it in the trailer and you're like ah this looks cool but what is it and then they had the fucking cheek to bring somebody out on stage and Keely asks the person to their face what is this game about <laughs> and he waffles and they just start fucking yeah. pirouette and then fucked off and you're like <laughs> you said you've been working in this game for yeah. five years you must be able to tell us something Five years. <laughs> I mean, surely there's no way Keely didn't even say ahead of time. By the way, I'm going to ask you what it's about, mm. and they went, "Hi, all right." He's not going to <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, particularly when one of the few. It's not as if there was loads of guests there on stage. So no, it... surprisingly little. Yeah, yeah. I thought Jeff mm. would have been like, "Right, so you're not going to tell me the answer to the question, right?" Well, I'll get somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get Leslie on stage, man. Get that maybe, handsome bastard on stage. Maybe Kojima's doing a supplementary podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the burning question is, though, we saw the DualSense Edge. What's the price going to be? Given everything we've just spoke about, about, you know, sorry, price increases, where is this going to sit? £200. <sighs> Between 180 and 200 Yeah. To be honest with you, I, I, I'm thinking 180 max. I want. I I'm not buying it. I'm, I'm not buying it. I'm, I, to be honest with you, I'm not a good enough gamer to justify spending the guts of 200 quid. Um, it's a difference between my fucking heating going on and buying a, a controller while I'll still get my head blown off in Halo. But um, yeah, I think it's going to be expensive. Yeah. I obviously think the price of the PSVR 2 now. It's 400 at least. I, I've always said it'll be under 400, 399, but it won't, it won't scratch the 400 mark. I don't think it'll be less than three nine nine. I think it will be three nine nine. The yeah. VR, and I think that the cheapest you'll get this controller for is one nine nine. Because uh, what's the what's the um, Xbox Pro? Is that one one seven nine? I think it's as Something much as like that. that. Yeah. Is it one five nine? One five nine. So so that's the minimum price. It won't be a scratch under that. Not a penny no. under that. Um, can they justify a bit more with the with the sort of dual sense features? Aye, they probably can. Um, well, they will. They, they will. They need. They need no excuse to put more money on, do they? The, the PlayStation controller costs more than the Xbox controller because there's more tech in it. Oh, of course, and it's yeah, so it's a phenomenal it, controller. It, yeah, it makes sense that the the Pro be the same. Yeah, or the Edge. Yeah. The Edge. Mm. Yeah. So one thing about um, Gamescom, everyone on the Discord was pretty negative about this, but I still think New Tales from the Borderlands looks alright. Nah. It was just a short trailer, and it's the same people, a lot of the same people doing the writing for it that did the first one, and it was really good. I, I get that the characters didn't leap off the screen at you, but it was just a short trailer. I think it could be all right. I, I, I'm still quietly optimistic about it. Yeah, I think it could be decent. I didn't play the first one, but I know it was one of the higher-regarded Telltale games. Yeah. Um, and if you've got the same people in there, then there's no reason why it shouldn't be decent. In theory. In theory. I think it came down to a lot of see when you got to that point and I think this is 
everyone's as bad at this as it is at the moment. There's too many people. No, sorry, there's too many shows that have got terrible pacing and start mm-hmm. off really well, yeah. and then by the time you get to certain things, you're just fed up and everything then just feels negative from that point on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. Like, so many shows these days just seem to outstay their welcome, and I think you get diminishing returns from the announcements because of it. Yeah. Um, the, the, only other thing I, the only other thing I've got down for Gamescom was Gotham Knights. What's everyone's thoughts on this? Sooner it hits Game Pass, the better. I think that's the only yeah. thing. It's the only thing saving this game. Visually, don't get me wrong. See what they showed last week. I thought visually it actually looked alright, but again, we weren't seeing a lot of gameplay in it. But it doesn't change the fact that the gameplay just looks jank. It just looks so unrealistic. You've got you know like Robin or whatever, you know, flying around, somersaulting around, and landing punches from ten feet away. I'm like, yeah, nah, nah. It's just basically, it's almost like they've just taken Spider Man and put a Batman skin on it. So yeah, sooner sooner it hits um, Game Pass or PS Plus for me, the better, and then I might check it out. Yeah, day one for you, Alex. No, no, no. I want to play it. I, I do like it's one of those games I really do want to play, but I can't see me picking it up day one. Um, purely for kind of what Donny just said, it needs to hit Game Pass. I think yeah. they've not shown enough to sell it for me. It's no. just not. I think the fact is not rock steady to begin with. Kind of immediately kind of says mm, I don't mm. really not sure yeah. and then it's just nothing along the way has ever really sold it what I will say is I think it's the sort of game that I think will be better playing at co-op so yeah. you know like for example us three playing it and being a, that I think that would be more enjoyable than me sitting playing it by myself that yeah. completely puts me off that's the thing the only thing that I'm waiting for is to see if it can be played solo in any sort of meaningful way well but presumably it can but do, do you not think like if me and you were playing it you'd have a lot more fun as to launching round I think that'd be, that sounds a lot like more playing fun. with people though the only time I've ever had more fun playing a co-op game was the two um, It Takes Two and the one before it uh, A Way Out the prison one A Way Out it's the only two see other than that I cannot st- Stand playing co-op. Wow, it. absolutely hate it. I used to be like that, to be fair. So, I mean, see with the Gotham, Gotham Knights, like the thing I don't know, and I don't think they've shown it off. Although I've not properly looked into it, like I want to be able to choose my character and go through the game like that without the other three being controlled by the AI and getting in my way. And if that can be done, I will review it or pick it up day one. But if they are all jumping about and it's completely focused on co-op. Like, I'm I'm not interested. But so, the clips we've seen not being like that. You've been by yourself, haven't you? So presumably you can. There could be missions where you've got AI assistance, but yeah. it looks as though it can be done solo from what we have seen. So, aye. Possibly. It just it feels yeah. like, I don't know, I think a lot of the combat is going to have been set up for, like, double team moves and stuff like that to try and... So I, I don't know how that would work otherwise. But yeah, I, I think there's, there's still a lot of unknown about it, which to me is a bit of a red flag. Yeah. It feels like they've tried to show a lot without really showing anything. Yes. Yes. Agreed. But yeah. But yeah, Gamescom overall, I thought it was better than I expected. But yeah, maybe not a, a home run. No. By any means. 
Yep. So, uh, Donnie, what's your number four? Number four is um, if I hear one more person saying gaming is quiet or gaming is barren at the moment or there's been no new games since April, I think I'm going to fucking scream. Um, and this is not just people on Twitter. This is actual journalists, podcasters, people who are paid in this industry, people who are influencers in this industry making, and I've heard it so much this month. I'm just like, you know, I sat and I, I sat and wrote down just a handful of games that have came out in the last 90 days. You've got Xenoblade Chronicles 3, Neon White, Shredder's Revenge, Stray, Roller Drone, Two Point Campus, Cult of the Lamb, Endling, Live Alive, F1002, Madden 23, Multiverses, The Quarry, As Dust Falls, and last but clearly least, Saints Row. How the fuck can you tell me that's barren? How the fuck can you tell me that there's been no new games since April? What it tells me is these guys only care about AAA games. That's it. They've got no appreciation for indies, AA games that are literally keeping the new gaming market afloat this summer. And they're just going, that's ah, barren. Just fuck all. Fuck off. What the fuck? It's, it's so true. Um, I think I was kind of speaking speaking to you earlier around how I keep meaning to write a list and say this is what I've still got in my backlog to play and I've had the same list for about two years because there's constantly been something new. Yep. All the way through this year, I think I've started something new probably every week. Yep. There's always been something there. Yep. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Like this is, it's been a real kind of bugbear of mine recently. Like there's so, there's been articles written on it and it's like, I know. You, you can almost, you can get it from people on Twitter. Of course, of course. Their fucking yeah, 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 absolutely. When, some, when someone that like writes for a website or yep. is, God forbid, paid to be a fucking journalist mm-hmm. and they're coming out with this shit, you're like, holy fuck. It's non, is, yeah, it's so bloody. frustrating, man. Like you, you look at like even it's not even as if these games are coming out and they're hitting fucking seventy fives and Metacritic, Metacritic and stuff like that. They're they're getting really huge high. scores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean the line between indie and double AA, A, triple A, it's never been it's never been less blood. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's it, sorry more blood, but it's it's just. It's absolutely ridiculous. Like, why are people not checking out these, these I know. gems? Is it is it just because they're, they're not getting? Is it not like, for example, is it because oh, I'm, I'm, I'm pals and Neil Druckmann? I'll get a code from him, and I only respect these big guys. And like, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm being overly critical. I just feel as though maybe that there's there's snobbery behind it because it's not their pals running these studios. I don't know because I just don't get that list of games are read out. There's some frighteningly good games in there for all genres, all types. Like, what the fuck? I feel like I'm going fucking mad with this shit. It just completely takes away the credibility of these people. 100%. In these articles. You're like, 100%. You, you clearly think you're, you're for a reputable website, you're writing this and you think it's acceptable to mm-hmm. put that out and completely diminish and demean the work of these indie, art, yeah, indie yeah, artists yeah. and the developers are making these excellent games. Yep. Um, it's, it's not fair. It's not right. And it's just, it's wrong yeah ultimately the only thing that i can think and this would just speak to the childishness of the people <laughs> writing the articles is that they have like i'm trying to think of a big big game that's been delayed starfield maybe right or i'm trying to think of something that's been delayed that was closer but they were looking forward to that specific game and yeah. when it's been delayed they've taken the half and been like oh fuck this and they're not willing to then go and seek out smaller titles because they had their whole focus on that bigger title, if you know what I mean. Like, I'm wondering if it's maybe that, but if it is, that is childish as fuck. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, 
I mean, I do a small time podcast. We're all small time podcasters, the three of us, you know what I mean? And we go and seek out to see what the new games are coming yeah. out each week. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. are able to pick out gems. I mean, these people, when it's your fucking job to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And these I mean, are just, I'm, yeah. Sorry. I'm sitting at fucking midnight looking up new releases. Yeah. They're actually getting paid to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what or I mean? they've got like, Patreons and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're getting yeah, them put in their desk. They're not even having to look for them. They're probably handed the release yeah. schedule. Maybe yeah. that's the problem. That they're just they're taking it for granted, but I mean, I don't know if, if all you're doing is looking at a sheet of paper and going because you don't be wrong, you could look at a sheet of paper and go, Live alive, what the fuck, cult mm-hmm. of the lamb, that sounds fucking shite. But mm-hmm. I mean, all you have to do is what I usually do have a YouTube tab open, type it in, look at a trailer, and go, That actually looks really good. Yeah, yeah, it's not difficult, no. No, I just, yeah, I'm glad we're kind of all on the same page. I found that really, really ignorant, to be honest. So you listen, I listen to a multitude of, of gaming podcasts from big ones to small ones and everything in between. And yeah, God, and it's, it's, it's all the bigger ones. And it's not one person that's been saying that. It's a multitude of people. And it's all like, I've never heard that from, for example, Alex, you know, like you guys um, or anyone else in the sort of, you could call hobbyist podcasters you know but it's yeah. been so frustrating i'm so glad i'm not alone and then you guys agree thank fuck <laughs> yeah it, it does seem to be well obviously it's happened a lot just with people on twitter but in terms of like gaming media it does seem to be the bigger outlets mm-hmm. that seem to yeah. be more vocal about this which yep. is stra- just strange it yeah really is. yep cool yeah. Okay, Craig. so, well, I, I piggybacked off Alex. Oh, yes, we did, yeah. Game is Gamecom as well, so we are on to number three, Alex. Yeah, so my number three, we know how Star Wars likes to be a bit of a saga. <laughs> so <laughs> my, my, my number three for this month is the KOTOR saga. Um, so this one has been a bit of a, probably a bit of a nightmare since it was announced. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it was announced back it was at the playstation showcase of one of the state of plays that they were remaking kotor ps5 and pc exclusive etc yeah by aspire and now aspire have got to that stage where they were to show parts of the game cut a demo showed it to sony and disney sony and disney's so wondering what the fuck what the that? fuck is this yeah <laughs> um, the art, art director and the um, design and art directors both then got sacked and the game's been taken off Aspire and moved to an Eastern European part of Saber mm-hmm. Interactive. You're just a bit like oh, another one. And I think the way I look at this is obviously Aspire and their parent Saber Interactive are part of that Embracer group. Embracer yeah. gets bigger and bigger oh, but the more mm-hmm. you see things like this it's like, is that, is that good? I mean, how much mismanagement is in there to get to a stage where this is that bad? Obviously, a huge budget in this game, probably hugely funded by Sony, which is why it's not just getting canned. They also did two, well, probably two or three really shit ports of the original Kotor's over to the Switch, as well as some of the other games they put on the Switch, and you're just like, this was kind of doomed from the beginning. But it's it's sad to see as well when you're getting people just sacked because two companies didn't like what they showed them and it's just doesn't yeah. speak well of the culture in there either and you're just a bit like not good it's like you say it, it is a strange thing that what what did aspire show that it must have been Sony terrible and someone else think that they were capable of this it no must have been to yeah. them but they've never done anything on this scale so it was yeah. strange that it was given to them in the first place mm-hmm. i thought that when it was announced and like oh who's making this i was really intrigued to see who was making it. Yeah. i was like aspire 
Like, yeah, really? but I suppose in a way, someone's got to start from somewhere. And I mean, obviously, it's now been handed to Saber. Saber aren't known for making games. Yeah, I know they made the Evil Dead game recently, which was decent. Um, they made uh, something else, but they're more known for doing ports. They ported Halo. They've ported um, The Witcher Three. So they're not exactly like a big developer either. So someone does have to start from somewhere. Yet I think we're all pretty confident that Saber will do a good job of this. That's the thing. I think Saber will do a good job, yeah. Uh, 100%. But that but World War Z game as well. World War Z, that's what I was thinking of. Fuck, cheers. Yeah. I, I, I'm not as confident as you guys, to be honest. I, I very much feel like I, I'm probably in the minority, would you say, just, just draw a line under it now, I think, because this was such a beloved game back in the day. It's another mm-hmm. one of those, you don't want to see a bad job done in this game. No. It needs to be good, and you just, it's it's concerning. Hopefully do a good job. I mean, you're now talking what 2025 before we're going to see it because it certainly put a few. Oh, years on the and the fucking yeah, three years, yeah, so, yeah, definitely. So hopefully they can turn it around, but it just it screams, screams problems, screams trouble. Yeah, I'm I'm probably one of the few people that I don't have any nostalgia for the original because I never <gasps> played it. Uh, so I don't really know the task that they've got ahead of them. I have I've heard it's a very very well regarded game. Yeah, it's, it's but... yeah, it's still. If you're to take a handful of people, it'd be in a few people's top ten lists. It's it's that renowned, you know. Is it so? Yeah, has, yeah. Has really anyone? Is. No, I'm saying has anyone played the Switch port? No. Is no. it meant to be any good? I'm it's not, not sure. Great. It's not. Uh, good. Yeah. I was I tempted. Because I think the first one, I think the first one was okay. I mean, it, it played. I mean, it's nothing amazing. Was it in the second one? I think it just broke. <laughs> it didn't oh, work. Right. Um, I think they might have fixed it now, but there was just game breaking bugs at certain points of the second one. They just you just couldn't get past a certain point in the game. Right. Um. So they've not been great ports, but I think the first one might be playable. It might be all right. I mean, you can still play it on back compatibility on the Xbox. Okay. Oh, um, Right. Okay. Because I just I'd maybe like to check out at some point. I mean, back when it was released, like you could not have paid me to play anything to do with Star Wars, so I completely missed it. But like, I do feel like it's like a gap in my sort of gaming history. Mm-hmm. People do talk about it so so highly that I would like to check it out. I've heard the controls don't really hold up, but um, it's one of those ones that I'd like to check out at some point. Yeah. Although yeah. maybe I just wait for the remake. Ah, <laughs> yeah, probably better off now, mate. Uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's 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 like when you tried to play um, what the fuck do you call it on the uh, on the classics um, Siphon Filter. You went, oh, this yeah. is not easy to play anymore. You know, we've all got nostalgia for old games, but some of that shit's not yeah. easy to play at all. No, it's not. Fucking tank know. controls and a D pad. Oh man, Aye. unbelievable! That. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking tough as shit, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number three, Donnie. Um, my number three is. is more more game delays this month and it's more about the impact on 2023 you know the start of this year call it quarter one in in, in april we had an abundance of huge games and big dlcs and uh, bottlenecked games and i can see that happening again you know you know delays unless i've missed some here we've got starfield redfall Hogwarts Legacy, Forspoken, Stalker 2, Suicide Squad, Avatar, Breath of the Wild sequel, Marvel's Midnight Suns. I'm assuming I've missed one or two. That's a lot of big fucking games going into next year when there's already release schedules for next year. Um, you, Craig, you already mentioned about you know cost of living and stuff, people having to pick and choose games. This is another alarm bell on the back of the hat, you know? 
Yeah, no, I'd agree. Um, I, I had sort of more specifically uh, like a delay for Hogwarts Legacy down as my number three. So kind of piggybacks off this again. But I mean, my, my sort of thing is that we would have said, see in 2021, we would have said the same thing about 2022. And then a lot of games that were scheduled for this year have been pushed into mm-hmm. 2023. So yeah. I do think that it's entirely possible that a lot of games that we're thinking are coming 2023 will be are already going fucking right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I, like, I don't know, like I've heard a lot about like how 2023 is going to be absolutely insane. And I'm not saying it won't be, it very well could be, but I wouldn't be surprised to see enough get delayed that, that it does still work itself out. Yeah, we're almost creating a snowball effect, isn't it? What you what you delay this year, you push into next, and that gets delayed, and it just it's just a it's a constant pushback, yeah. isn't it? I do yeah. think there yeah. is going to come to a point where there is a bottleneck, but I wouldn't be surprised if that ends up in twenty twenty four. Like, I, I mean, we're still talking just now about like I think Spider Man scheduled for twenty twenty three, and I know that they've been very good about getting games out, but I think that's going to be twenty twenty four. I don't think it's breaking next year. Neither do I. Um, Same. And so, yeah, you've got a lot of games that were supposed to come this year, like you say, that are now coming next year. But then I think a lot of the games that are saying target in 2023 are going to get pushed as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, if, if you think back to that um, Xbox showcase in the summer, which which basically just showed the, twi- the you know, 12, sorry, games coming out in the next 12 months. Look how many games there was. Best part of 30 games all hitting Game Pass. Now, presumably a lot of those will drop off. But out of those games, apart from Starfield and Redfall, all those games are still coming. And that's just yeah. Xbox, you know? And like I said, yes, you know, a chunk of that will get delayed. We know that. But even if you said half them do, that's still 15 big-ass games hitting Game Pass on top of all these and everything else everyone else has got. It's, mm. um, aye, I'm, I'm seeing the bottleneck already. Big style. Totally. I mean, it, so many things got lost this year. And it was a shame for some of those games that came out and the same is going to happen again but I think from that point where you think everything's going to, or you can have so many 2020, so many 2024 mm-hmm. you're getting to a stage where there's all those games that have never been dated and we're just making those assumptions, so it's given devs and stuff, the companies like, oh we've now got room to spread this out a bit more and what yeah. you might see is we're not going to see dates for these until probably a lot longer than we expected Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and hopefully it also gives them a bit more time to actually deliver better games, yeah. so we should hopefully see less bugs, less issues at launch of games because these people should have had more time to finish them Definitely. Um, can yeah. I take the, the positive out the other end of it as well? Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed. Yep. But, yeah. I th- yeah. I think next year, again, coming back to the cost of things and the sheer number of games at, you know, 67, 80 pounds. If, if worse comes to worse, I, I think the most important product next year is going to be Game Pass. If most of these big, massive games are all hitting next year, you yeah. wouldn't, you literally, unless you only own a PlayStation, you will not need to buy a fucking game next year at all. And get through all this as much as you can, you know. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see as well if once I don't want to say once Game Pass picks up because we just talked about how amazing that August they just had. Mm-hmm. But once it picks up in terms of maybe exclusive day one games, will PlayStation start to bring out more of the Stray's day one? Like we saw, obviously saw Stray coming, but that's the only one so far. But will mm-hmm. there be more of that in twenty twenty three? Yeah, that's the one Xbox thing I've asked have, for. If Xbox have got more lined up, I think yeah. they could, because they're going to have to try and compete. 
fucking right especially like i said if if the cost of living hits the world like it could do and is hitting already then absolutely because what you know your priorities are not going to be a 70 pound game and today i'm looking forward to forspoken I've, I've liked the look of forspoken since day one but if the cost of living doesn't sort itself out at the end of this year not a fucking chance i'm buying that in january i'm going to struggle to put my heating on never mind buy forspoken in january you know so yeah, and, and like we said earlier, you're going to be choosing between Forspoken, Dead Space Heating. Remake, <laughs> uh, Dead, Dead Island 2, Hogwarts Legacy, and that's oh, only... fuck, guy. They're all in, out in the space of like two weeks. I know, it's just, that's what I'm saying, bottlenecking already, so... I mean, how how the gaming industry didn't learn from this February? Like, you would have thought they did. I went, fucking I, that, know. That was a bit, that was a bit. That was a bit stupid. We're all eating each other in February. Yep. Let's not do that again. Yeah. And Maybe they all went. Do you know what? We've not got Elden Ring this year, so we're okay. <laughs> but no. Do you yeah. know what? You've got fucking Starfield coming. Watch out. <laughs> That's gonna. Uh, I still. It I just, don't think we'll see that before June. They're after that Christmas money, aren't they? Hmm. <laughs> Maybe I. This folks still hope that last bit of money that people are holding on to. Yeah. Before before the end of the world. Yeah. All the ventures the kids got for Christmas. Like, hey, pre-order this now, come on, please. <laughs> the last thing I would say, though, on delays is that, I mean, obviously we want games to be delayed if they have to, so they're better. So they're better, but yeah. But there's no denying that when games get delayed, it is disappointing, mm-hmm. except for when it happened to Hogwarts Legacy, because it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> watching Ryan really? try to justify it. <laughs> like, every so often a delay comes along. And you're just fucking ecstatic. <laughs> We'd all been waiting for that day, hadn't we? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone, because every game it del- get delayed, he just dug his heels in even more. Oh. Absolutely brilliant. That was a good Poor day. Ryan. Sorry, sorry, Ryan. <laughs> Hopefully it makes February. Uh, yeah, Greg, number so, three. Well, I was, I was on delays as well. My, my, oh, right, so you're, you're just piggybacking this whole thing, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> you all choose your first. I had nothing left. Uh, my number three was the Hogwarts Legacy delay. But you enough. just took delays in general, which was a bit fucking, <laughs> which was a bit fucking grabby. All <laughs> Fair enough. Alex is number two. My number two, but we kind of touched on it a little bit in your early, one of your earlier picks, Donny, around there being no games. But my number two was August being almost felt like the month of the Indies. Mm. I feel like we get so many good Indies in Audi. August? 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 Yeah. So this is just a list that I've pulled off. I think that I played most of these. So Cult of the Lamb, We Are OFK, Tinykin, Midnight Fight Express, Islets, Curse to Golf, and Arcade Paradise. And that's not everything. That's just a kind of high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We snapshot, yeah. Um, and there's not a bad one amongst them. Like, so many good indies at the minute. It's just, and for people, as you say, to have the cheek to say there's nothing to play. Ah, all these great games in one month. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just laughable, it's, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely laughable. Yeah. It's mad. So, have you played Tinykin? Yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. Is it? it is tell tell brilliant. me about it. So, I was playing it last night. Um, I played through the, the first two main levels. So, you've got a kind of introductory level, which is kind of the demo, and then mm-hmm. first two main levels. And it's a bit like, People are saying it's a bit like Pikmin. I've never really played Pikmin. Um, but so you've got these different little characters, tiny kind of assume they're called tiny kind of called, but they're just like if you've ever seen Pikmin, they're just like these little mini things that all gather up. So you need to collect them around the levels if you go. And there's different types of them that have different abilities. So there's a purple one that can lift and carry things, there's a red one that can explode and blow things up, and then there's a green one which they all then level they 
queue um, pile on top of each other and become like a ladder so you can reach higher places. Oh, yeah. yeah. So um, that's the three that I've experienced so far. There's more, I think, as you go on. And essentially, each level was just like, it reminded me in the level design a little bit like um, it takes two in some of that from what I played there. So you're almost these little miniature creatures um, and you have to work out how to use them to navigate these levels, whether the first one's like a bedroom, um, the second one is like a greenhouse. Oh, yeah. Um, and you need to navigate around to collect all these different things to find find your ultimate goal is to build like a spacecraft to escape. You, you've like fallen from space and ended up in this house. You need to rebuild okay. a spacecraft to escape. So you're finding these random objects in these levels and finding a way for like the guardian of them to give it to you um so you need it's basically a platformer and you, you yeah. just need to work out then how to how to get around these levels and it's just so well done i've thoroughly enjoyed what i've played of it nice that sounds nice. excellent yeah it kind of, the way you described that there you said like little little things helping you it kind of reminds me of kena then um similar idea a wee bit like a wee bit like them yeah yeah probably better done oh <laughs> <laughs> the fuck <laughs> Uh, Cult of the Lamb, I um, I got the platinum of that at the weekend. And do you know what? I was going to choose Cult of the Lamb for one of my five talking points tonight, but I didn't because it doesn't deserve it because the bugs, sadly, it's a fucking nightmare. Um, even the patch that came out on, I think it was Thursday or Friday, only fixed half of it. So I'm pissed off. I persevered though because I did fucking love the game. Got the platinum for a reason. Um, and it is, it is once it's, see, once it's fixed, I recommend that game to anybody because anyone can enjoy it. Uh, obviously, Craig, you've been playing that as well, mm. so you know yourself. Um, obviously, I know that Alex, you're, you you spoke about it first, um, so I've really, really enjoyed it. But just buggy, disappointing. Yeah, see, we call it the lamb. Like what I've played so far, I haven't had any bugs, and I've absolutely loved it. But as we spoke about in this week's podcast, like Jess has been playing it as well, and she's got to the point where she's now put it down. Because mm-hmm. you just got too many bugs, and yeah. she's just like, "I'm, I'm done. I'm done for just now. They can yeah. fix it, and I'll come back later." And so, because of her experience, then hearing from yourself as well, like I'm doing the same. Like I've got too much to play just now. I, it's see the thing is, see if I didn't have any reviews to do, it's probably the game right now that I want to play most. Yeah, yeah. But I've had to shelve it because I've had other stuff that I, ha- I have to do. But hearing all these things that are going wrong, I'm just going to wait because I want to enjoy it. I don't want to have my experience ruined. And so I'm going to wait until the patch comes that does fix it. Mm-hmm. But you're right, it's a, it's a fucking brilliant game. It yeah. really is. I love it. absolutely love it. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. Yeah, yeah cracking month all over for the old indies, isn't it? So um, like yeah, you said, prop, propping up the gaming world. Uh-huh. Big time. So your number two, Donny? My number two. Um, so just when I was saying that you know things have been nice, there's been no console wars, and everyone's been getting along, uh, Sony and Xbox decide to ignite console wars in Brazil, um, which which kind of came out of nowhere. Um, so the first half of this was obviously Sony completely spitting the dummy at the start of the month when they were asked to comment on the Microsoft acquisition of Activision Blizzard, which by all accounts they have to do. Every tech company has to report on this in Brazil, so it wasn't as if they went out of their way to do it. But some of the some of the comments they made were quite striking. 
well, one of the things that I noted down was I said, no rival, no matter how relevant they are, can catch up. And Call of Duty was so popular, it would influence user choice over console. First of all, I'm like, and? What's your fucking point here? You know, like, saying that no... That's why they bought them. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. But saying that no one can catch up, I'm sitting going, well, hang on, Sony, you're paying and commissioning 10 live service games here. So basically what you're telling us, that see all those games you're making for us, they're not going to be good enough. They're not, they're not mm. going to match code. They're all, you're already putting a negative spin on 10 yeah. fucking live service games. Because presumably out of those 10, I imagine at least three will be first-person shooter types of games, if not more, because it's dominated by the first-person shooter market. Um, anyway, and I think to myself, you know, like they're sitting saying, oh, it would influence user choice over console. Well, fuck yous, because that's what Sony first-party games has done for the last two generations is affected user choice by having games like Uncharted, Last of Us, God of War, Horizon, etc. That having those games as exclusives literally brings you console sales. So that I just feel as though they've got a fucking cheek to literally criticize what they are doing. Um They clearly didn't expect this to become a story though. They they thought they could make these comments and that no one It's only Brazil. Think, ah, it's only Brazil. Who would know about yeah, it, you know? They, yeah. I don't think they expected it to blow up. Yeah, Microsoft's rebuttal was brilliant, though. You know, they literally said that Sony's resentful of having to compete with Microsoft's subscription service. Fucking right they are. Who wouldn't be, you know? (laughs) That's the thing. I thought it was brilliant that they said that. Um, But the thing is, is that they also said that Sony's, basically Sony's own PlayStation um, has an established base of loyal brand players. That's the words that they use. I thought, that's again, just the point I made about Uncharted and Last of Us. Now, that's exactly the point. PlayStation has built a loyal brand and it's built loyal players that buy it all the time, buy the same games, etc. You know, Sony's exclusive games are a huge part of what that console is. Without those exclusive games, that console died with the PlayStation 3. So I just feel as though it's just complete double standards by Sony, who didn't basically get there first and spend stupid money on Activision. Um, really, really interesting. Not a good PR month for Sony at all, all over. And this was not a good story in the fucking slightest. It's just funny. I, I just, I love this. Like... And see, seeing the reaction to it, seeing everybody going a bit mental. Yeah, yeah. Like, do you really understand what's going on here? It's like, this is just lawyers on each side writing as dramatic things as they can to make the most impact <laughs> yeah. to the courts to give the best chance of either blocking the deal or get the deal through. Yeah. But everyone's like, oh my God, I can't believe they said this. And you're just like, of course they're going to say it. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I mean, some of the wording, I think, was a little bit dramatic. Yes. But... But that's, just... what you're tra- that's what you would do if you were trying to block yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you say, Alex, it's, it's a lawyer that's doing it. It's not like Sony's a person and that mm-hmm, person no. wrote that letter. It was like... Yeah. It's not Jim like, Ryan signing it off, you know, at the end. Aye. <laughs> like Sony have obviously went to their lawyers and went, I try and kick up a bit of fuss about this mm-hmm. and see, see if you get any traction. And then they've not understood that somebody is going to be able to translate that. <laughs> I know, funny get, that, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and it's going to get kicked up and down the internet. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's a little bit, nobody realised there was this um, freedom of information law within Brazil that all yes, this stuff would be public. Everybody yeah, else is yeah. completely locked and nobody can see it, but not Brazil. Well, thank you, Brazil. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely a post-it on the wall now to remember that, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> so it just keeps doing Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right, so my number two, and thanks to Alex for forgetting this game because it means that this is the only one that I'll have out of my five that isn't piggybacking off of one of you two, but it's Rollerdrome. Uh-huh. So you hadn't yeah. mentioned that in your games no. of this month, Alex. 
Uh, and yeah, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Um, Roll seven. I've enjoyed the previous games, the Oli Oli games, but I thought this this hit a new level. I just thought it was absolutely brilliant. It really did just blow me away. Like there is the valid criticism that there's not that much content. Like I think there's a eleven different sort of stages, and there certainly could be more. But the game itself is more about high score chasing and just the absolute awesomeness of the gameplay and I feel like within those 11 stages there's enough they're big enough that no two runs are the same yeah and you're all constantly finding new ways to chain moves together the gunplay just feels amazing especially that um the shotgun see that's got the kind of active reload thing yeah the slug shot yeah yeah just feels brilliant when you pull it off like yeah uh, and yeah just I don't know, like there was a certain point I got to where I, I started to chain combos together and I started to like do a wall slide and then I'd flip off a wall slide into like a grind. And um, yeah, just once you started to unlock, not unlock, but like sort of start to feel com- confident enough to use more of the moves. Like one of the, the grabs is a coffin drop, which just looks fucking awesome. Um, and then obviously they had all the accessibility features. So even if you're not the type of person that enjoys or is good at that type of game, like you can literally tailor it to exactly what you want. Yeah. I just thought I thought that was brilliant as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Roller drum is a surprise hit for me. You know, the night we got that code, Craig, obviously when you were playing it and just fucking hell, this this game is awesome. Like and I knew see when we first saw it, um it was at the Sony event, I thought, this looks so good. And I wasn't expecting it. To be as good, I wasn't expected to be as hard as it fucking was either. You mentioned the accessibility options. I managed to keep them off. I think until, I think it was the eighth zone. I think, and after that, nah, I had to put them on because it's fucking solid. Yeah. Um, but it's like you said, it's so rewarding when you pull off combo kills and combo moves, combo grabs. When you pull all that off, and it looks seamlessly. You, you, I remember sitting going, "Fuck, I wish I was recording this right now because this would have looked awesome in a fucking video," you know. Mm. No, I, I felt the same. I mean, I, I almost put it in my number two, but I didn't quite know if it could class as an indie or not. I was a bit unsure now with 07. I'm not sure because that's you sat into private division and stuff. Yeah, like, that's mm, fair. That, that was why it wasn't there, but it was certainly certainly about a highlight of the month as well. Like, as you say, the gameplay is fucking excellent. Like, you, you just you'd struggle not to have fun playing that game. It is difficult, but it's forgiving. It's far more forgiving than any of the Oli Oli games. Like, yeah. basically, you can't come off those gates. Like, so no matter what you do, you might lose momentum, you might lose your combo, but you'll keep going. Um, which so which was a brilliant pers- move. Yeah, completely the right move. I did have a couple of, as you said, like, I did think there was a lack of originality across the stages so you would have been like oh i'm back here again i'm back here again mm-hmm. right. so there's only like the kind of four key settings yeah i'd yeah. like to have seen a few more mainly probably from a little bit of greed in my perspective because they looked so good i would yeah. have wanted to see more of them yeah i love the um, snowy the snowy setting i love that one yeah that was nice really popped off yeah that one. the white um, yeah my other main gripe was when you turned on any of the assists, then you were immediately removed from the leaderboards. I didn't like mm. that. I mm. thought it took away a part of the fun. I'm like, still let me put a score in the leaderboard, just put an asterisk against it or something to say with assists or something, or have a with assists leaderboard. So you can still have that element of score chasing against people. Probably a vast majority of people will turn the assists on. So you're taking a huge element of that game mm-hmm. straight away by doing yeah. that. Um, yeah. Other than that, I struggled to fault it. I just yeah. thought it was so good. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I never thought of that, but I, I totally agree. Like it did. Like removing yourself from the leaderboards did sort of take that away. Where at that point you were like, well, I don't really care how well yeah. I do, like or what my score is. I suppose it just it would be difficult because the accessibility options were so in depth that it would be like, well, did you just did you just make it so that you enemies like or you took ten percent less damage, or did you have it all the way up so that asterisk yeah. maybe wouldn't. Like it would be hard to know how many of the assists mm-hmm. you had on, because I mean, for people that haven't played it, like with this game, it is quite fast, fast paced. So you can turn it on so that you can have unlimited slow motion. You can make it so that you don't have to do tricks to uh, reload your weapons. You can even slow down the speed of the game. Uh, so yeah, if, I mean, I suppose it, the difference would be like, would it be someone that had everything on? And then, or someone that just had like ten percent less health or something like that, so it would be kind of difficult from that aspect. But, but yeah, no, just an absolutely brilliant game. Like, I, I really hope we get some sort of like DLC where it's like yeah. a course creator. Yes, or something. yeah, like, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I don't think that would be that hard to do. No, no, just to give it that extra, like, just let, like, just make it so that it's user generated and let the let the community do it for you. Yep. Yeah, yeah I think that'd be cool. I should do like a forge mode for it. I think it'd be fucking awesome, actually. Yeah. Hmm. I think we might get something because it's certainly been very well received. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, probably okay. better received than I expected it to be. Yeah, I definitely. I mean, but going back to when you said it was first revealed, like I looked at it, so it was roll seven, so instantly I was I was interested. But when I saw the gameplay at first, I wrote it off in my mind because I was like, oh, it's an online shooter. That's instantly what I thought it would ah, be, just based, right. on the, based on the gameplay. And so I just sort of put it to the back of my mind. And it was only after, when I was reading through the sort of uh, synopsis of the show that it was revealed on, that I was like, oh, wait, oh, no, it's single player only. Right, now I'm interested. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, great stuff. Just a, one last point, Alex, you just said there, obviously you were surprised how well it was received. It's funny you say that because obviously you just mentioned about indie games this month. Obviously I went on a wee, a wee rant about indie games since April, but... Look how well all of the indie games are getting received at the moment. They're all yeah. like, like most of these games, or most of the ones I mentioned, they're probably all well over 70s, 80s, late 80s, some of them. And it's like, so like, like the quality of even indie AA games at the moment is frightening. And Roller Drone is just another great example of that. Mm-hmm. Long may it continue. Indeed. Definitely. Indeed. Okay, so Donnie, you're number one. Oh, no, Alex, Alex first. Alex, Alex first. first. Number one. My number one is something I'm incredibly proud of. Um, oh, you're going personal? We're going personal? We're going personal. Oh, okay. It's my two-point campus platform. <gasps> well um, done. I've played a blinder here because I was going to pick two-point campus, but I fucking knew you would. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's my number one as well, so. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> is it really? Mm-hmm. Oh, my fucking God. So, yeah. Two-point campus was the best game of the month, I completely agree. It really took me by surprise. It wasn't one that I was really like, hmm, I'm looking forward to this. Nah, not really, I'll give it a try. Um, and then it came along, played through the first level, thought this is all right, and then it really just got the hooks in, and mm-hmm. I could not put it down. Like, I haven't felt like that in a game for a while. Like, totally, like, finding every 10, 15, 20 minutes, I can just turn it on, get it ticking over, get yeah, the yeah, yeah. on, what can I do? It just, it was so good, I think. I only played a little bit of Two Point Hospital and it never really gelled. And it definitely didn't gel in the same way, but it was a bit like, ah, it's all right. But I didn't 
do much with it. Um, whereas this one, I thought there was so much variety in it. You went to all the different schools. So you had like the, the cook school, the Hogwarts-esque magic school, um, the archaeology school, spy school, they had the party school. And then even then, each one you had to fo- take a bit of a different focus to as well. So it was like some you were like, I need to keep happiness up because if the students are happy, they're going to pay me more. Or one, you don't have any fees, so you need to work out another way how to keep the income coming in. Or one, it's all going to be run by the clubs, or all these different things. And I just thought there was so much creativity within each of the different levels of the campaign. It's just like, oh, right, okay, so you were never bored. There was no point in games like that. You can get a bit bored. You're just like, oh, just keep going, keep going. None of that, and I just thought it was outstanding. I yeah. really enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm so glad you picked this because, um, yeah, I, I got it on the Switch. I pre-ordered it because for me, it's it's very much a, either a PC game or a Switch type game, even though there's no fucking achievements or, or trophies. Um, and, and I loved Hospital. I loved the original theme Hospital back, you know, what that'd be 20 odd years ago. And God, Campus is so fucking good. And they've just taken, they've taken Hospital. They've not so much fixed it, but taken the bits that weren't so good, tweaked them, improved them, and just gone, there's our game. And it's just like, it's almost like Hospital was good, but Hospital was like, was like the beta, and now this is now the proper game, and it's just so fucking good. Um, I'm just under halfway through, so I'm way behind you, um, but it's just brilliant, and I'm so glad um, that it's finally out, and I'm fucking delighted that you two are liking it so much, you both picked it as well. <laughs> Yeah, I just honestly, I think it's it's just incredible. Like I've always said, like over the last twenty five years, if people were to ask me my top five games, Theme Hospital would have always been in there. Like I played thousands of hours of that game. It just it's my favorite simulation game ever. And so when uh, Two Point Hospital came out, and it was basically almost like i mean for all intents and purposes it was a remake of theme hospital. yeah yeah yeah. of course it really yeah. was yeah uh, a lot of the same team and they, they just remade it but made it better and i just absolutely loved it i put hundreds of hours into that across all platforms and then to have two point campus come out and be essentially the same game but with a different joke almost do you know what i mean like a different take like instead of the hospital setting it's a school setting but they've managed to they're so clever with their humor they're so clever with their classes i absolutely love the animation and the graphics Mm -hmm. it just looks brilliant um i love the little about it I love the little like narrator jokes when it says you hear it saying announcement we apologize the litter that you dropped (laughs) <laughs> stuff like this little little dry little bits of humor like that i like it there's so there's so many good bits like that and like i just i don't know they just they hit every single nostalgia like beat for me like mm-hmm. the guy on the radio that you would swear is gil chesterton from fraser like, they were at, <laughs> yes! how, is that, how is it not him it's totally it him. exactly fucking like him i even looked it up and i'm like it's got to be no, it's not. It just sounds. Like <laughs> oh wow! The guy did. The guy sort of based it off a of Gil Chesterton, but it's not him. Really? God, like, it totally sounds like him. Aye, it's just everything about it. I just, I fucking love the games. I really do. I've been playing it on Xbox. I've only played a tiny bit on Xbox. To be fair, I've been playing it on PC and on Switch, and I just keep going between them. And I just, I, I think it's absolutely phenomenal. Um, and you, you know, because of what they did with Hospital, that they're going to add more to this game yeah like yeah there'll be another game. dlc out yeah mm-hmm. yep it'd be interesting to know what they are what their third game will what their next venture will be then because presumably yeah. they'll keep this going you know 
they, well, they've kind of painted themselves into a corner by calling themselves Aye. Two Point Studios. So yeah. I think they're definitely going to keep the same sort of thing. But like, I mean, what do we think could come next? Could you like they could try and do like a theme park idea? Um, There's a lot yeah, of them. They would do it. Don't be wrong. I think they would do it better than any of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or but, they could branch yeah. out to almost like a like a city, so you're the mayor of towns, maybe? Yeah. A government. Government, yeah. yeah. Government yeah, could yeah. be funny. You could throw so much in there. Like, oh, I know, yeah, yeah. So much satire to be done in there. Yep, yeah. Or so Johnson would fit right in. I don't, know if I'm just, I don't know if I'm just thinking of this because there's been quite a few of these type of games recently, but you could have like some sort of cult where you're trying to build a cult, maybe. I don't know. It's so hard. Like, I, see, before they announced Two Point Campus, I had this same conversation with a few of my friends. Like, what could they do next? Mm. And we couldn't come up with we couldn't come up with campus. And then as soon mm. as they announced it, you were like, "That's perfect. That's a perfect That's thing." Perfect. I know. Yeah. So I'm sure they've got. I'm sure they've got ideas that are that are pretty good. But yeah. I just don't know. But I, I just you could almost go back. You could almost go back down that Sim City route to an extent. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I was thinking something like that. I mean, obviously Sim City still exists, but more so on mobile. I don't know. Do you get it still on console? Presumably, it's still on PC. Um, but yeah, yeah, I always, always loved a bit. Sim City two thousand was the peak back in the day. Yeah, I th- they almost could because there's not really been that much like that recently. There was no. that game. What was the last one? It wasn't a, a theme game, but it was a. a we mean just City, City Sky. Yes, City that's the Sky one. Line, yeah. uh, we played a lot of that. That was really good. But um, I mean, without disrespecting the developers, like, I, I do think Two Point Studios would do a better job of it. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be very interesting to see. But I well, well done on your platinum. Well, was it, it was difficult? Would you say? Or I know it's no, an it was, game. It was grindy. It was. It wasn't really. It was actually. It was fairly achievable. There's some bits like you need to. You need to train so many teachers to certain levels and stuff like that. So those bits are a little bit grindy, but it was it was that moment you've seen it coming. So it's very much you know how the levels work and you're trying to get mm. three stars in each level. So obviously one of the trophies is to get three stars in every level. So you're on the last one I needed was the third star on the last university. And you're watching the meter go up, so it's like you needed to get 80% happiness over That's the ones I hate, yeah. The, the level that I'm on just now has got that as one of the stars. I'm like, fuck's sake, man. You're watching it go, and it's going up, and it's going yeah. up, and it's going 78, 79, yeah. and then it goes back down, and you're like, fuck off. And then you're like, yeah. just watching it, and then you... So I don't think I've ever watched so closely for a platinum to pop to know exactly <laughs> what moment is going to go. You're like, come on, get over that line. Uh, it was good. I was pleased with that one. Yeah, no, de- definitely more achievable. I mean, that was one of the sort of knocks on hospital was towards the end. It got hard as difficult. fuck, man. Aye, it did get stupidly difficult. And I think that's obviously one of the things that they've looked at and went, right, we need to we need to balance that better. Yeah, no, but a brilliant game. I'll definitely it'll be. Finding a spot in my Game of the Year nominations anyway. Um, uh, I tell you what, I have to say, I had my four locked in, I thought, already. And it's, apart from two, there's two that are in it no matter what, and there'll be one to come, I'm sure. But it's fucking difficult right now to nail your top five is difficult, and there's still more games to come. Yeah. And that's and that's largely because of what we spoke about all night is the, the power and the, the quality of so many indie games. Like I never would have thought I'd consider an indie game in my top five. No chance, because I was a bit not not snobby, but I thought it was a bit of snobbiness. But now there'd be a lot of indies and a lot of top fives this year, guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. 
Definitely. So, what's your number one, Donny? Number one um, is is the is the continual purchasing by Embracer Group, but just fucking seem to be kind of buying everything every single month. This month again, they bought another half a dozen studios. Taken that's a tally now of over one hundred and twenty studios they've got, and then they also bought randomly they bought the rights to Lord of the Rings, um, Middle Earth Enterprises. We don't know what the value was, but presumably it's fucking stupid money. They probably used up you know, that, that billion dollars they got from Saudi has gone to good use, clearly. But I'm just like, how many more studios do Embracer need? And they've got 120. You know, a lot, a big chunk of that is AA studios. A lot of them are AAA. And you know, thinking about this and thinking about the maths behind that, going by normal game cycles of every, say, four or five years, that's basically three to four games a month. The same company, same publisher is putting out or has to put out. You're like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. they've now got over double the studios of Sony and Microsoft combined. Like, this is getting massive now. And I, I think inevitably what will happen is, yeah, what will happen inevitably is by probably 2025, that 120 studios will become 40 and they'll just make quality over quantity and they'll amalgamate a lot of studios into one because you can't, you cannot have 120 studios making games. Fucking no chance. There's too many as it is without you, the same publisher, competing with each other. All your studios competing for for shelf space, fucking they've ba- madness. They've basically Pac Man game development. Yeah, and my my worry is as well. By twenty thirty, we're going to be in a position where we've got only five publishers: Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, Embracer, and Tencent, and that's it. And every game will come out from one of those five. And that's not a position we ever want to get into. You know, you wouldn't want every movie and TV show to be Netflix, Prime, and Disney+. Plus. It's the same thing in gaming. And the rate that people are buying, the hints that companies, Ubisoft, EA, are hinting about wanting to get bought, they're basically putting the fucking begging bowl out. Square Enix are putting the begging bowl out, trying to fucking sell as much as they can. It's like, fucking hell, you know? Who's going to be left independent soon? Nobody. Everybody just wants that money that's getting flung. They about fucking do, don't they? Yeah, capitalism. There yeah. we go again. The um, thing. And and these sort of like I don't know, like uncertain times. Like if you can get bought for well over your asking price, like it's it, the incentives there to do it. I, I do think if that was to happen, like slowly, you would have startups that would come up and try and 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 sort of branch it back out. But that would obviously take time. But yeah, yeah it's it's. I mean, we've sounded the horn on this for quite a while, but it's grim. I just, I wish people would stop buying other companies up because I don't think it's a good thing long term for the. No, for the same, industry. same. Yeah, we, we, like I said, you don't want everybody under one of five umbrellas. That's not a position you ever want to be in. That's far, that's far too few. Considering what we've got now, you know, when you look at like Tencent, Tencent are getting massive as well. I mean, I didn't realize this until kind of halfway through, but Gamescom was basically Tencent night. Level Infinite was all over the advertising there. They had loads of games shown. Like, they are pushing it as well, man. But, you know, not so, not quietly, but they are. Um, and it's just going to be like, who's next and who's going to be left? You know, Activision Blizzard, once they go in at Microsoft, that's huge. Once Ubisoft go, inevitably will. Once EA go, inevitably will. It's like, fucking hell here, you know? And what's left? Hi. And you need choice. You need selection. And this, this is all this kind of stuff is for me is not painting a great picture. To be honest with you, um, I think the only loser inevitably is going to be the gamer. Not in the next five years, but certainly by the end of the decade, if things continue like this, mm, I'm uh, a bit apprehensive about all this. I must admit. 
Yeah. It, it, it's a bit concerning, but at the same time, it's a little bit of, is it better the devil you know? Because if it's not your Microsoft, it's not your Embracer groups have already got it. If it's not your Sony, not your Tencent, and it's these other industries coming in, these other tech giants like we've seen with the rumours of Amazon coming in and buying a year, what if Apple want a piece of the pie, what if Meta want to get a bit further in there, is that is that a good thing or a bad thing in the long run because it's always, I always remember back to the interview that Phil Spencer gave at the back of the Activision deal and how they were talking about how they had to do a bit of gatekeeping and keeping the industry and preserving the industry to the people that know how to look after it. And is it worry is it more worrying the people if these companies don't pick them up and it is some of some of the other tech giants that start trying to get a foot in and what does that do to the long term landscape? Um it's it's hard to know what's good and what's bad. To your point, Craig, yeah, it's can almost natural attrition and these companies get to a scale where they need to be acquired and then it's for these new companies to start up and you've kind of seen that with all these good indies coming out there yeah 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 like, loads of new studios all the time yeah the indies are coming out there and they're screaming to get bought so that's really driving them to make great games because they want to be acquired and it's just it's the way the game works but it's still concerning as you mm-hmm. say Tony. yeah i just think it's just it's just it's just too much or should i say too too few publishers too few companies soon i know at the moment it's not a problem but it's all going one way. There yeah, you know. it was interesting, obviously, with those kind of strong rumours about Amazon buying EA. Like, obviously, that didn't pan out yet, but mm-hmm. there's no smoke without it's fire. Correct. And, Absolutely. and that, it's, that didn't come out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, at, at this point, I will be stunned if EA is not bought by the end of the year. Like, it didn't obviously happen last year. Yeah, Friday, yeah, yeah. But that, that was not a case of someone sitting in a basement writing a tweet and going, oh, let's see if this gets traction. That came from multiple sources. And it's yeah. obviously, like, it's not went through now. And maybe it's not even Amazon that are buying EA, but mm-hmm. EA is obviously trying to be sold. Ah, they've been trying to sell for a while, yeah. Aye, I think they'll be sold by the end of the year. Yeah, it's like at Square Enix's last earnings calls. They, they, they use words, something like, we're looking for equity partners. Now, there's two ways you can look in that. One, they're looking for finance for future games, which obviously Sony and Nintendo already do for exclusives. Or they're looking for equity partners to buy the fucking shit out of them. And again, it's like, that's another huge company that's obviously sold parts to Embracer. Um it's like, is that another one? Are they looking to get bought? Is, is Sony going to go after them? But Sony don't need to. Nintendo, I don't think, will. No, and it's they're like, not going to get dragged into that. Yeah, so what? So what's Tencent going to fucking buy them? You know, is that the next bit? Are they going to go after Square Enix? And it's like, ugh, you know, hmm. yeah, worrying times. I again. think it's, I think it's a bit worrying. I have to say, I have to say. Yeah, Indeed. but certainly a a newsworthy game in month. I would say absolutely. I mean, there's a Overall. lot of talking points there. You know. Um, even though you know, obviously me and Alex did all the work right enough. Um just you just piggybacked on all of us. Brilliant, <laughs> you know? Well, I mean when you guys are just coming in and stealing my thunder but, <laughs> I just, I but I knew nearly I knew nearly hung up the call. <laughs> I knew there was gonna be crossover because all those talking there were so many big talking points this month, you know. Um we had a couple of comments and fluffers on the Discord. He said one of his highlights, Midnight Fight Express, was being fun. And um, he said mm-hmm. the Pure Dead Gaming Discord kicking off at today's I say today's Last of Us scores. If you're listening to this on Monday, last week's Last of Us scores. Um and, and for him, you know, he likes FIFA. He said Celtic and Rangers getting stadiums in FIFA twenty three, presumably. He wants Anja's face scan and also Idaguchi's face scans for, for me, apparently. 
Uh, and we yeah. Gaudi said another South Park game being confirmed, announced, Mafia 4 in development confirmed. And for him, Saints Row being shite. And he put, although I might actually be growing on me further, I play. Because, yeah, because Gaudi was a big Saints Row fan and he's been disappointed in the new one, which is a shame because he's, he's a massive Saints Row fan. So he's a bit disappointed. Glad yeah. to see it's maybe on the turn for him, though. If he's starting Aye. to maybe see a wee bit of joy in it, then that's Aye. good to know. I, 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 yeah. I don't mind it. I think it's all right. And I've had no performance issues at all. Aye, it's a bit bland, it's a bit empty, but I don't think it's that bad. I think it's getting, I think it's getting, what's the word? I think it's being criticised unfairly, to be honest with you. I think it's a bit, maybe a bit of snobbery behind it. I don't know. But I think people have been a bit, a bit harsh. I think part of the the part of the problem is that it's clearly a last gen game mm-hmm. on current gen systems. Yeah, like ported over. Yeah, yeah. There's there's been no leap from the last Saints Row, which I think people were expecting. And it's funny actually, Gaudi saying that. Like, I hope that continues to pan out for him. Like, I'm still enjoy, I'm still enjoying it, but I'm lower on it now than I was. Like, as oh, I, really? I think I've got I've got maybe three missions to go before I finish it, and having played like another maybe six seven hours over the past two or three days like it is starting to become more apparent that almost every mission is go here kill them once you get there you start getting surrounded by enemies and then you've got to have a shootout and it's just waves of enemies waves of enemies you kill them all and then you go back and almost every mission is that yeah now don't be wrong there is a few missions where when you're doing it a really good song kicks in yeah yeah. oh brilliant fucking right and that's cool, but at the same point, like there is very little mission variety. And while I never had any bugs to start with, I now have an issue. And I don't know if this is since the update that came yesterday or if this is isolated to me. But so at your HQ, you have a helipad out to the left. And so if I'm sometimes if I start a new mission and it's all the way at the other side of the map, I'm like, fuck's sake, that will take 10 minutes to drive to. What I'm going to do is I'll get in a helicopter. I'll go over there and then I'll just jump out the helicopter and use my wingsuit to get to the ground. Mm-hmm. But now, every single time I go into a helicopter, the graphics completely mess up. I get this really weird camera angle where it's like zoomed in about 300% and all I can see is very pixelated bits of grass and part of the screen. You can't see the helicopter, I can't see my character, I can't see anything. Right. So I, I have to drive the helicopter or fly the helicopter based on the <laughs> map, based on the map down the bottom, and then I have to guess when I'm quite close, and then jump out. And as soon as I jump out, everything goes fine again. Fuck. And this wasn't a one-off. It's happened. I tried it six or seven times today. Shit. And yeah, I've had, I've had none of that. Time. The only thing I've got is is one of the one of the sort of side missions is, is totally bugged. I can't even start it, um, which is frustrating. But. Yeah, I, I'm, to be honest with you, I, I'm certainly not going to go for the platinum. I will finish it. Um, oh, I will yeah. give it the service and finish it. Make the story anyway. But yeah, it's um, it's 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 all right. It is all right. It doesn't deserve yeah. some of the flack it's getting for sure. I would agree. I've I've got a thing where like a lot of the time if I'm doing reviews, like I make notes as I'm playing, and then once I'm finished, I take my notes and I turn that into a review. And so I was making notes uh, today. And I was one of the things when I was playing today was that I wrote down was that after playing this, it's made me want to move a replay of Saints Row Three further up my backlog. And I'm like, I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> that playing this is making me want to play Saints Row Three Remastered. 
because that is a fucking excellent game. And I'm like, that shouldn't be the case. Like mm-hmm. that was three games ago. Yeah, but that's, yeah. that's that's where we're at. So yeah. you should like, be like, oh, this reminds good. me of Saints Row Three, but it's so much better. That's where you should be into it. Nah, exactly. <laughs> it's not. It's like a it's like a worse Saints Row Three. And like, don't be wrong, still a seven out of ten. I would say good game. Worth I, out I think sale. it's seven out of ten as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's not. It's not. Uh, it's not fantastic. Aye. No, it's not. It's not. But it is a budget GTA. So, oh, absolutely. You know, and a budget GTA should probably be around about the seven mark. So, yeah, I can't. There was, there was a bit of talk about the sort of cringe dialogue, and I don't know. A lot of the time, that stuff doesn't necessarily register with me. Like, I just, like I'm just like, oh, whatever. I didn't really notice. Same. But there was a there was a bit today that I was playing, and it jumped right off the right off the screen at me and I was like holy shit that's bad so I, I saved the video and I didn't get around to it but I'll post it on the discord tonight but honestly see when you when you hear this it's bad it's bad is, like, it, is it for is it for spoken bad or is it I can't even remember what you said now but it really <laughs> jumped out at me so it probably is I, <laughs> it probably is but yeah so I think that was a good a good wee chit chat there about about august what is there anything in particular what's your your main i suppose what's the main thing you're looking forward to in september obviously it might not pan out this way but at the moment what is it you're looking forward to most Mm -hmm. i use this on the spot now i to be fair i'm i'm needing to clear some backlog still um and I want to get a. I started a new game plus of God of War, and I'm wanting to kind of get that done in September, okay. because it's then going to be fresh enough, but distance enough from Ragnarok. Obviously, I think the last thing you want to do is play them both back to back. So I'm mm-hmm. kind of thinking I might just try and knuckle down and get a new game plus done pronto. Um, yeah. yeah, that's kind of my plan. Almost a little bit the same, not a new game plus in God of War, because I've not been too long since I played that, but um, more just catching up a little bit. I, I say that, and I say this every month, like, so many games I need to catch up on, so many mm-hmm. I've started, what to finish. Probably a couple of things I'm looking forward to is the last two chapters of We Are OFK, so they're one this Friday and one next Friday, because I've really okay. enjoyed that game. Is it good, so yeah? Yeah, I've liked it. I mean, there's not too much of a game to it. It's, okay. it's very much bit of a narrative telling a little bit of story a lot of your inputs are through like replying to text messages and stuff like that um yeah. makes you feel a wee bit old that's one thing i would say <laughs> definitely has that effect on you but so i'm looking forward to the last couple of chapters of that i've enjoyed that Good. yeah i don't think yeah. There's, there's not a lot of big releases is there obviously there's monkey island on the switch oh, i forgot about that but the I won't switch. The switch. um but i can't f- Obviously, well, Last of Us um, will obviously launch in the second. So if you're yeah. listening to this now, you've maybe already got it and played it, if you're Chris. Um, I can't think what else is out in September. Well, that's the thing. So I was going to say, like, I mean, usually it would get to this part of the year and September would be when we were really kicking into gear. Do you know what I yeah. mean? You would be looking and going, right, this is when it really kicks off. But strangely, September is almost feeling like a bit of an off month. Yeah. Which you would not have expected. Like I don't know if you, if you said this back in February or whatever, you'd be like, "Oh, September's going to be going to be mad." But just going to say, I felt like we went into August. It felt like that's maybe not going to be a. That's oh, maybe going to be a bit of a quiet month, and then look what happened. So yeah, it is. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking at it just now, and you're talking like Lego Brawls is out. Looks alright. Obviously, Last of Us. 
uh, NBA 2K23. If you're into the basketball games, that'll be quite good. But I mean, there's there's FIFA. really not that much. I FIFA. I mean, see, to be honest, FIFA might be the game that I may be looking forward to most. But I mean, even that feels weird to say, and 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 that's mainly just because we're getting licenses for Celtic and Rangers. But even that, probably, I don't know how much that's going to be there at launch. Yeah, there was a there's a game on the Switch that I saw something of. Um, Jack move. No. I'm, um, I'm kind of looking forward to that. I don't usually like turn-based pixel art stuff, but it did kind of catch my eye. No, so. it was um, like Brave, Brave, the Brave or something. Um, the Brave, it's on Switch. Um, um, I can't no Place for Bravery. No Place for Bravery, it's called. All right, what's that about? It's like a two, uh, To be fair, I've only seen a little clip of it. It's like a 2D um, RPG type game. I don't know if it's roguelike or not. Um, it kind of looked like it might be. Um, but it looks really, really, really pretty. Cool. But that's yeah, it. Yeah, and see the thing is, like, like I think it was Alex said just a minute ago, like you sort of expected when coming into August that it wasn't going to be that busy, and then all of a sudden there was four or five games that I hadn't even heard of that I then played in August, and I was like, holy shit, this is a month, and no doubt that's going to happen again because it just seems to be constant at the moment. Yeah. Yep, right, so I think that's a pretty good chat. We'll call it a day there. Uh, Alex, do you want to share out your socials? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at SXAlex984 or if you like listening to me, you can head over to thecrossplayers.com forward slash links and you'll find our podcast in there. We've got, you find me mainly on the Xbox One if you're that way inclined. But that's it. There's also a PlayStation podcast called Cross Button and our general podcast, Crosscast. So, yeah, please give us a listen. Yep, I would highly recommend it. Uh, check it out every week. And, yeah, you guys produce great content over there, and I really appreciate you coming on and talking to us again. Yes, thank you very much, thank Alex. Thanks for having me. Ah, oh, not at all. Thank you not for giving us your time. And, Donny, when you're allowed on Twitter, what is your... <laughs> I'm at Donny's Tweets um, when I'm allowed back on Twitter. Yes. Apparently, apparently someone took offence at me calling him a cunt, so... Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, in fact, when you're listening to this, my Twitter ban will be up. I know, I, I did notice that because I was going to, I was going to tell the listeners to just start hurling abuse at you because you wouldn't have been able to say it. <laughs> the time this goes live, you'll be, yeah. you'll be out of Twitter jail. So. Out of jail. Yeah, fine. We'll put you in Discord jail by then. Thanks, Alex. Appreciate that, mate. <laughs> yeah, who, inv- who invited this guy? <laughs> who the fuck? That's in the works. And as far as us, uh, you can find us at puredeadgaming.com and puredeadgaming across pretty much all socials. Uh, If you haven't already, make sure and subscribe for more content. And we will catch you all again very soon. Goodbye. 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 Bye.